We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We bring in our special guest to the Lucky Lefty podcast. We're welcoming for the former Notre Dame wide receiver. And now he's in the minor league sure, system sure, for the sure. Ellen Angels. Tori Hunter Jr., welcome to the Lucky Lefty podcast, my brother. All right, y'all. All right. I'm kind of I'm kind of hearing y'all weird right now. We're trying to we're trying to fix this, man. Oh no, oh no, we gotta get him in there. T Hunt, welcome to the show, man. Some slow motion right now, man. I don't know what's going on. Technology's trash. At least you know we got him in the building, Lucky Lefty Nation. We done got our guy in the building that he's been talked about so much. He's in another sport, man. This guy is everywhere now. Hold on, hold on. Man, why can't I hear? It's like in slow motion. Y'all like talking with deep voices right now. I don't know what, what's going on. That's that we didn't bring out the Barry Whites yet. <laughs> I'm going to come right back. I'm going to come right back. Right All right, cool. Okay, cool, cool. So we'll keep chopping it up until Tori gets back in. So Malik, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you talk about T-Hunt? I'll tell you the first thing that comes to my mind. It is not good, but go ahead. <laughs> Man, the first thing that comes to my mind is that Tory was really like a 1C. He really was a number one receiver in a land where we had number one receivers at the time. Like He was like Tory Hunter was like the PSP before his time. Like It was just we didn't, we didn't really know – what to do with it yet because it was just too it was too ancient it was like what is well, how are we supposed to use this thing you know how are we supposed to put this and get the best out of it so tory was the psp of my time in notre dame if any player was that guy it was tory hunt i appreciate that man so, <laughs> first of all we just want to ask how you doing man how are you doing how's the family oh man i'm good man y'all i just finished working out actually uh but yeah, family's good, man. I uh, my my son's about to be four on Saturday on Christmas, oh, uh, Christmas baby, and then I have uh, eleven month old daughter. She was born in January, so she'll be one next month. Oh my uh, goodness! So, and it's been it's been crazy. I just been enjoying fatherhood, enjoying being a husband, and uh, just trying to continue to 
pursue my career. That's really the biggest thing. You don't have to tell me, bro. That 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 baby girl is different. No, oh, yeah, it's different. Yeah, I, I tell I tell my wife, you can have my son. Daughter's my daughter's my. She she light up every time she sees me. My son, you know, he he's still attached to his mom, to yeah. his mom. So uh, that's how it is. I, I understand that, but it is yeah, switch. Man, I, it is switch when you get older. Yeah, my my daughter, man, she's she's everything, bro. So how were you excited about everything that transpired with the hiring of Marcus Freeman and, and the energy it seems to have uh, brought or infused into the program? Oh uh, man, I I'm excited. I'm excited about the the Freeman era, man. I think uh, I think he's a, a a really good fit. I think he's um, the guys love him. I think you know they they run through a brick wall for him. I mean, you see that the first week he was announced the uh, the head coach. You know, these dudes are rallying around him. The recruits are rallying around him, and that's that's the biggest thing is that these recruits, you know, believe in him, and they haven't even been able to you know be be under him as a head coach so uh that that tells a lot to me about you know the type of that he is the type of coach that he is and, and how much he cares about this program and the team and the uh and his players so uh yeah man i, I think he's going to do a great job i think uh all that matters is you know i mean the players are going to be behind him so that's that's number one they're going to believe in anything that he says and uh that he just got to lead in the right way so i think that's the biggest thing We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And you think about that too. I mean, Coach Freeman has done a great job in recruiting athletes. We talk about purebred athletes, positionless players. That's why I call you the PSP because you were a positionless <laughs> player. You could have been yeah. anywhere on the field at that time. But what do you yeah. think goes into being a, a two-sport type of athlete? Like, how do you build 
that type of prototype because like you're in a whole new career still doing a, a, a sport but it's a different kind of sport so what goes into that dual sport positionless kind of athlete or what does it take to be like that uh honestly i mean i never really uh specialized as a kid uh, you know what i mean like i was never just a football player i was never just a baseball player like i literally i played football basketball baseball like year round so it was just like one sport after another. So I never really specialized, but I was very athletic and I was very like good at knowing where my body is in space. And like, obviously baseball is a little bit more skilled sport, but you know, like I was just out there being an athlete, honestly. And uh, just because, and I tell, I tell a lot of parents that I talk to now, it's just like, you know, you know, where we, you know, might hurt our kids is like, you know, we specialize them in this one thing and, and now they can't really go out and do, you know, all the other sports are like, cause like I, for me, I tell people all the time, I feel like baseball players are like the best dudes to be able to like, if they need to go out and like, look like they can play football, they could probably go out there and look like they can play football. Or a lot of these baseball players can hoop bro. And they go out there and they look like they can hoop, but it's just because they, a lot of times I feel like these baseball players, especially at the pro level, they were, they were quarterbacks and they were like basketball players in high school and they played all these other different sports. Uh, so I think that just makes you a better overall athlete in general is just to go out and just play a bunch of different sports, soccer too, bro. Just go out and play different sports. And I think it sets you up for like, there's a lot of transferable skills between the sports. If you go out and play a, play a lot of different ones. So, yeah. So in retrospect, when you look at your time at Notre Dame, is there something you wanted to do that you feel like you never got the opportunity to do as far as maybe, maybe going to a different position or just, getting more opportunities on special teams, return game, things like that? Yeah, man, I think, uh, you know, I, I do wish that I, I was able to, uh, you know, I guess show, showcase my talents more. I think, uh, you know, finally my senior year, I was able to, uh, you know, kind of step into that role. But I, unfortunately, I got hurt that first first game of the season, my senior year. But, uh, you know, I, was, I felt like I was somebody who could play literally any position you wanted to put me in. I felt like I knew, you know, I knew the playbook well enough that you could throw me anywhere. And if you needed to get that first down or you needed that big play, like I feel like I could have been that person. Uh, and it, it kind of just didn't feel that way after a while. Like it would be, you know, like the first part of the game, you know, I feel like everything was scripted and they would try to give me the opportunities. And then after that, it would kind of like go by the wayside. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like those those first couple those first, you know, 25, 30 scripted plays, it was like, you know, it was like clockwork. And I was like, all right, you know, I can cook this dude all day if you want me to. Like, but you know, I kind of got to a point where we kind of got away from it. And now I'm like, damn, like what happened? Well, what? Yeah, you know what I mean? What <laughs> happened? So um, but I mean, looking back, you know, I, obviously I wish I could have could have had a, a little bit more opportunities. I felt like I was, you know, working hard enough to put myself in that position. Uh, just, you know, working to learn the playbook and, and give myself the best opportunity to, to see the field as much as I can and create as many opportunities as I could. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is, man, you know. And talk <laughs> about, you know, there's a huge difference now. The kids talk about it, that the practices are way more competitive and it's way more things going on. I don't think people understand the difference that I was trying to tell Lucky Lefty Nation about our practices at Notre Dame under Kelly and what they're seeing now. Just talk about 
why do you like why you thought the energy was low on some games coming out? And I thought always said it was because of the practices were just low energy. But people don't believe me. <laughs> yeah. Um it did. It felt like it was uh like a kind of going through the motions uh, of, you know, just like, hey, we do this on this day, do this on this day. Everybody kind of knew where they needed to be. Like, it was just kind of like, I don't know, it was just thing you just, it was like a mundane thing, like a mundane routine of, you know, what the practices look like. Uh, yeah, like everybody just, like, you didn't even have to look at a play, like a, a <laughs> practice sheet. You just like, after this, you got one-on-ones, after this, you got 88s, after this, you got whatever. And it was just like, and it was the same thing on every day, which I mean, you know, I, I get it to a certain extent of just like, you know, trying to make sure that, you know, everybody knows what's going on. But I think there was only a few competitive periods in that in that practice to where it was like, even you know, we're going really, out there. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it was one on ones. And then, you know, we talked trash for like 10 minutes and then uh, 88s kind of like it was like a touchy feely type thing. And, um, but I don't know. You got it was team just, at the end, and that was about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and team was at the end. Yeah, so it was kind of like I think I focus was more on like trying to understand the game plan rather than just going out there and competing. If that makes sense, you know, it was like that's right. We really gonna just try to hone in on you know what your assignments are and and everything like that. But I think we did miss that kind of like I don't know, just that dog attitude you know just like go out there and like i don't even care like you know, no matter who i'm lining up across from it's like you just gonna get dominated yeah, bro you yeah, know you're gonna, like, yeah, like, yeah, on your ass. <laughs> yeah exactly that's, that's i feel like we was kind of missing that but it is what it is man we had the athletes bro i think in my opinion we had the athletes to go out there and, and uh and win a national championship but unfortunately that's what it is. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast with special guest Tori Hunter Jr. joining myself, Sean Davis, and Malik Zaire. Um, you just talk about that. So you guys had the athletes, you felt like you had the talent to win a national championship. Is there one particular game for you that sticks out that you felt like, man, if we had just won this game, that would have been the game that really got us over the hump? Uh, shoot. Florida State, our sophomore year, and then Clemson, our junior year. Mm. I think those two games were like just they very just game. pivotal, like <laughs> just pivotal, pivotal moments in our uh, in our you know college careers, man. I think you know we win those games like literally. It's you know a goal line stand in the Florida State game and. Same thing in that in the other game. We could have uh, tied it up uh, in the Clemson game. We went for the yeah. two point conversion, but you know what I mean. It's like those are those are literally like marginal like losses that we had, and I feel like it definitely could have turned the tide for our season. I think you know dudes would have kind of I don't know. I mean, it just we were able to the feel, man. It would have yeah. It just would have it just would have changed the vibes of the, the rest of the season. I think people were. Because, you know, we already, I feel like, put pressure on ourselves not being in a conference. You know, so we were, tr like, the goal every year is to win out. Like, that's the, like, we know that's the only way they're really going to try to give it, like, give us our respect is if we went out. That's so right. that was the, that was the biggest thing for us is, like, we got to win out, bro. Like, and so after that, I feel like it did kind of take a, a hit to morale a little bit. But I think we were, like I said, our junior year, 
Like I feel like that was the most talent we had, and, it, yeah. and I think that yeah, was it. That was the year that we were supposed to do it, man. And because uh, we were able to still bounce back from that Clemson, that Clemson loss, and we still kind of, you know, it was right in position. Kept, kept playing, you know. And then that freaking Stanford game, bro. The, at the end of the season, it's like, bro, how do you like give up a third and however long it was? Like it was like forever, and they got the first down, and we just yeah. Like yeah, I mean, movie. like I said, it is what it is, bro. But looking back, those are probably the the two losses where I was like, you know, if we if we win games, I think the the vibe is is different moving forward, and uh, I think we would have uh, given ourselves a better shot. But yeah, man, it's it's wild to think about. You know, I I'm, I'm in a, a different stage of life, and so I try not to think about it too much. But it's like, bro, like we should hard not we should have we should have won one, bro. We should have won at least one, or at least been in in, in in the in conversation, the like his college bro, football you know history would be a little different if we was able yeah. to pull those two games off. I think exactly. Hey, Tori, exactly. you know, jokingly, I always tell Malik, you know, if you ever bump into Deshaun, you got to have your trash talk ready. Like, if you ever see him out in LA, like, what are you going to tell him? You got to tell him if you had played in that game, fill in be the blank. Like, be a little oh, different. Like, a little different. Deshaun uh, Elliott. No, I, I I was always telling Malik like if you bump into Deshaun Watson, you oh, always have to have something to say. Like if you know your whole know. career would be different if I had played in that game in yeah. Clemson. Nah, he facts. definitely he definitely knows a little bit, but you know it's yeah. good it's good to even bring up this story because it's also crazy. Yeah, that boy Elite. It's also crazy about this NIL thing, and I really want to get your take on what the NIL is now and how it could have affected you with baseball today and building your brand back as a football player at Notre Dame. Bro, I mean, <laughs> bro, dudes, I mean, even more than I make right now, like, like in, in college, bro. Let's be honest, bro. Like, and I was like, bro, if I was in college, bro, I would have utilized the heck out of some NIL, bro. That's right. That's hitting right. up brand out, oh, bro. You know what I mean? Like, create the yeah. brand. Why you, why you got the star power? Why you got the star power, bro? You might as well create the brand and, and go with it, bro. But, uh, yeah, bro. I, yeah, how is it How is it working for you now? Is it? Do you feel like you're behind the eight ball now that you're in the professional life in baseball trying to do the same type of things? Uh, Behind eight ball? I mean, I think that – you know, I mean, especially being in the minor leagues, it's like a little different. So you're not really in the limelight like that. Whereas, mm. you know, if I would have took the the football route and I would have came back and I would have tried to go in the NFL, like once you're in the NFL, like you're in the NFL, bro. So like you probably yeah. got a little bit more star power than, uh, you know, if I'm in the minor leagues and I'm playing in Alabama and Iowa and, you know, you know what I mean? Like I'm playing these random yeah. places, but, uh, you know, it's a little tougher, so I'm kind of riding that Notre wave a little bit. But I mean, that's a brand that's not really to die. So you know, it's it's cool to <laughs> kind of ride that ride that wave. But uh, yeah, bro, it's uh, I mean, yeah, bro, you, I mean, you're definitely behind the eight ball because yeah, now I think about bro, yeah, you're behind the eight ball, bro, because these dudes, these dudes are capitalizing right now, like right now, dudes making fifty right k a year. Yeah, yeah being a uh, being a subway a subway ambassador, <laughs> bruh, 50k, like, come on, bro. Now these I dudes, did these also, dudes gonna be know, set, bro. 
I had to I had to do a little digging. I had to refresh myself on the Toy Hunter experience of high school, and I did see you had that offer from Alabama. Now, what made you think Brian Kelly was so goaded that you chose Notre Dame over Alabama at that time? <laughs> You're annoying, bro. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, bro. I think I think it was bigger than it was bigger than Kelly, bro. Honestly, so. Um, you know, my really my only experience with Alabama was, you know, the the receivers coach. I think it was Grow, Coach Grow, or something like that mm. at the time. And uh, he comes to, you know, he comes to my school, and he's uh, he's sitting there, you know, watching practice, kind of off in the cut. And then after after practice, my head coach comes over and he's like, "Hey, like somebody wants to talk to you in the office." So I go to the office. It's him, and he has like. You know, national championship rings on his fingers. So he's just like, you know, talking to me like, what's up? You see? All right, I, yeah, you know, I, I see. Like, I see what I see what you're doing, bro. Like, whatever. <laughs> and he was like, look, he said, you know, let me not let me not tell you, uh, you know, how much you know Alabama wants you. Da da da. He's like, let me get Nick Saban on the phone. So I'm like, oh my god, bro, like, it's Nick Saban, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you starstruck at this point. Like, even as a recruit, you starstruck. You're like, dang, it's Nick Saban, bro. Like. Whatever. So he calls Nick Saban, and Nick Saban's like, you know, hey, we really want you at the University of Alabama. You can play both sports here. Da 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 da. And I'm like, I didn't get you. The, the both sports didn't get you. Hey, that ain't, that ain't, Damn, bro. Hey, I, bro. And I t- <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, initially, I was like, bro, like this is Alabama. I just got Alabama. the biggest. Off- this is the biggest offer you can get, bro. Like everybody wants. Yeah. So I got, you know, it's the biggest offer you can get. So, so I got Bama, bro. And then I, I mean, I sat down and thought about it, bro, and you got to think, they're going to – they churning out five stars, bro. And so let's say I get – I got hurt in, in high school, so my career might look totally – I might not even – you know, if I, if I was uh, verbally committed to Alabama and I get hurt in that All-American game. Yeah, like, you'd be Deion Sanders. You would have you <laughs> took a couple years off. You know, you would have went and played baseball and then came yeah. back. But, know? yeah, you know, what would that what would that have looked like, bro? My career would have probably looked – completely different if I was committed to Alabama and you know where they churning out five-star receivers like every year and you know NFL receiver after NFL receiver and if I go in there hurt it might look totally different bro like yeah you know what I mean like instead of me being able to play my sophomore year I might have two years of you know me not seeing a field before I can even get the opportunity that's right and I was like look if I could if I get hurt again I gotta have an education, bro. So, you know, it, it was it was so getting hurt kind of made the the realization of the, the the pick of schools a little bigger for you. You was like, well, damn, you know that getting hurt thing. Yeah, getting hurt get real real fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. Because I mean, I was before I got hurt, but that had already been, you know, playing in my head. Like, you know, if if I do get hurt and I go to Alabama, like, what would that look like? Or or whatever. So, but if I go to Notre Dame and I got a, a hell of a good degree, you know that I might, you know, play in my favor. And they talked and they, you know, bought or they sold me on the the four year, forty year decision, not a four year decision. And I'm, damn, you know, <laughs> damn, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Whatever. So, uh, I was like, that makes sense. But uh, that's I had a I had a different mindset at that time. But I think I had a different mindset than a lot of recruits. 
Yeah, uh, you was thinking you was thinking of the wholesome, the wholesome PC answer. Man. Yeah, you weren't thinking I, about that money, man. <laughs> nah, yeah, nah, I wasn't. I wasn't. Which I mean, uh, it's, it's it was deeper than that. Like I said, bro. straight up, straight that. up. So once again, Lucky Lucky Podcast special guest Tory Hunter Jr. joining us. Uh, you talk about Alabama and the Nick Saban conversation that you had before you came on. We have a segment called the Petty Train, and we. We put Nick Saban on the petty train for how he's just rating and using the transfer portal to you know, they get all the five stars and then he goes and gets the best guys in the transfer. All season, it's like, dude, like, come on, man, we got to put a stop to this. The way things are now with the transfer portal and kids immediately being able to leave the school and get on the field without having to wait a year like it previously was. How has it changed college football, and do you think it's for the best? Dudes are free agents every year. Like, um, it's, it's wild. Like, it's wild to think about. So, uh, you know, whereas before, dudes, would, you know, it would be a little bit more strategic about, you know, where did they want to leave or whatever, but dudes are just out now. Like, if they go a year without starting, it's like, I'm out. I'm wrong. Right. I'm going to find another team. And it's like – and these dudes are courting them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think I was at first. I was like, "All right, it might level the playing field." You know, like it'll give teams opportunities to like, you know, get other players, whatever, whatever. But I don't know, man. I, I just think it's it's crazy because like that decision that you make in high school doesn't hold any value. You know, yeah, like it doesn't. Before, hold you. <laughs> like like before, like before, it was like you know, you make this decision. It's like, all right, I'm gonna stick with it. Like it's a life changing decision. Yeah, I, I got to stick with it. It's like, this is the decision that I, I made, so I got to live with it. But now it's like, I just try it out. I'll see how the first year go. If I don't play, I'm out. Like, it is what it is. Or you, or you tell a coach, like, hey, I'm going to go try out such and such. But if you look at it, I'll holler at you in about six months. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know how it's going, bro. But dudes are just transferring. Right. And it's wild. But I, I don't know. I think it's. It might be tough for the integrity of the game. I think it's. I think there's no loyalty to like the universities anymore. I think it's just like where can I go and make the most money? Where can I go and, uh, you know, hopefully play. If I don't play, I'm gonna just leave. Like I don't know. You know what I mean? There's no like, like this is my school. Like you know what I mean? This is my yeah. school. That's gonna be my alma mater. Like whatever. Like there's none. There's really none of that. I feel like anymore. I think it's. It's given, it's given a lot of power to the players. Honestly, I feel like, but here's what I mean. It might be good. It might. Not, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see time goes on. It's definitely getting crazier with the rules coming out, and like you said, it's, it's putting more onus on the coaches. They can't be liars anymore, <laughs> bro. Man. Yeah, but I do I do have to ask you because we have you on here. You were in the room, you were around the team, you saw what was going on in the country at the time while you was on the team. What's the biggest the biggest misconception about the receiver room at Notre Dame? We're not giving the credit of the Ohio State receiver rooms. We're not giving the credit 
of the Alabama receiver rooms, but you were in that receiver room while we were there. And I felt like we were up there with those guys at that point as well. But what is the outside perception or the misconception people are having about that receiver room? I don't know. I think that just, you know, we're not, we're not flashy. You know what I mean? Like we're not like, like we score a touchdown. People just toss the ball. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, like we're not going to like sit there and, and gritty, you know, and do other things. But I think, uh, I think that we were always a solid core mm-hmm. and uh, you know what I mean? Like we, we were going to make plays like, which we did. I feel like we made plays like, and we all, we would always that, that one guy who was, you know, the, the number one receiver or whatever. But I think that we were definitely a, a strong receiving core. I thought that, uh, you know, we, we were going to make plays. But like I said, I don't think we were flashy enough to be in the news every week. Uh, I just think we were doing our business. We were about our business, and it just is what it is, you know? So we got to add swag to the recruiting of the receiver room is is where yeah. we make the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's probably – Cause like we we weren't like I said we weren't in the news every week, bro. Like we weren't yeah. like I said we like Corey Robinson catch a ball. What are you gonna do? <laughs> you, gonna toss can't you, you can't use Corey. Corey man. You can't use but Corey. Corey, man. Corey, Corey making a crazy play though. Like he gonna dunk on somebody. He gonna toe tap on the side. Like bro, these are crazy plays. But he just gonna catch the ball and hand it to the you know do a light little helmet tap and then take it back to the side. <laughs> Where somebody else might mess around and spike the ball, run to the sideline, dance to the cheerleaders, and then, like, be on TV. But, like, Corey just made a hell of a play. <laughs> but he just made it seem like, ah, you know. I, yeah, I yeah, he damn near, like, went back to business as usual. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think, yeah, that's kind of how we were, bro. I don't know. We just took care of business, and it was like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, whatever. yeah, I think swag. I think swag of – I think swag will make that look like – you know, a little bit more enticing for a lot of these recruits because that's what they want. They want to do TikToks and stuff in their score. So. Yeah, it would be tic- that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, man, we thank you for joining us. Tell us a little about where you are now and you're in double A right now and tell us about how the progress is going, how you're developing. I know you feel like, you know, first and foremost, defense is like your strength and your, your range in the outfield. We just talked about how you become a much better hitter at the plate and how you're progressing and how things – how quick can we – how soon will it be before we're able to come out, get tickets? And start copying them jerseys. I want to copy jerseys. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm i I'm slowly progressing. Uh, obviously, uh, I didn't play a whole lot at Notre Dame uh, baseball-wise, um, but – uh, pro baseball has, has been a different animal, uh, but I've, like I said, I've been slowly developing, slowly, uh, you know, becoming a better player, becoming a better hitter at the plate. Uh, yeah, man, and I'm just trying to learn and uh, learn as much as I can every year. Uh, showed a little bit more power uh, this past season. I had like eight home runs, which is like double. I had, <laughs> I had like double uh, my minor league career. So. Yeah, so I had like eight homers last season, and uh, you know, just becoming more of a, a baseball player rather than like a football player that's just like using his athletic ability. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you know, I'm kind of knowing 
knowing the inside ins, ins and outs of of my swing as a hitter. Mm. Um, shoot, even even defense, man. There's there's little things that you can learn. There's stuff that you can learn every day on the baseball field. Yeah. And uh, you know that's kind of what I'm picking up every year. And um, shoot, hopefully here in the next couple of years, bro, I can uh, get an opportunity with the team and and shoot, make my debut. So um, that's the plan. I'm just keeping at it, continuing to grind, and uh, hopefully I can get the opportunity one day, man. So I appreciate y'all having me, bro. This is fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I saw this on the last I saw it on the last dance where Tim Grover said he literally had to change Michael Jordan's body. To go from yeah. basketball to go to playing baseball, like is it is it that much different, you know, to prepare yeah. one sport than the other? Yeah, I mean, have you ever seen a football player try to swing a baseball bat? Like there's a there's a there's a tightness that comes with being a football player. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, bro. So I think uh, I think. You know, there was a my shoulders, bro, from getting hit all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to throw throw a baseball, like it was all it was all just a. Uh, I had to. Oh snap! I ain't got switched over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was all it was all a, a, a learning process, bro, and just a body building process, like being able to be loose enough to swing and throw a baseball, all that other stuff, bro. It, it took a little bit of time, but you know, I'm, I'm getting there. All right, we're going to let you get out of here once again. Thank you for joining us on the Lucky Lucky Podcast and Lucky Lucky Nation. Uh, we're going to get you out of here with this or that, all right? Okay. The game we play called this or that. <laughs> you know, not going to put you on the spot too much, all right? Oh, snap. Mookie Betts or Mike Trout? Mike Trout. You had to say that, right? You, you had to. No, no, you no. had to say that, right? Mike Trout, the best hitter I've ever seen of all time, bro. Okay. Like, I see him. I see him live, bro. He's like the best hitter I've ever seen. All oh, right. Wow. Chocolate chip cookie or oatmeal raisin? Chocolate chip. Okay. Yeah, come on. Donda or certified lover boy? <laughs> oh, I don't know, bro. I, I mean, probably. CLB certified. Yeah, I know. I know he's gonna choose that. Okay. He didn't have to. He didn't have to fake. Donda was. Donda was like, all right, like a little bit. All right, Scherzer, Max Scherzer, or Jacob Degrom. Ooh, it's a tough one. Probably Scherz, bro. Oh, really? Yeah, I like Scherz. 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 Uh, Your favorite spot to eat in South Bend. <laughs> JJ's fish, boy. Hey, yeah, you I like JJ's, man. JJ's, boy. It's the second person to mention JJ's fish, yo. Hey, yeah, that's JJ, right. Hey, we're South Bend is good. NIL, let me get that NIL, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm hitting all the local businesses for support. You know, that's how man. you do it. <laughs> Kirby Bucket or Tory Hunter Senior? Kirby Puckett, man. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know hey, that's that messed up. That's messed up. But you thought I was going to say the PC answer? Nah, Kirby. So, Kirby. and we'll end it with this one. Because this has become, like, legendary, man. Because if, if this ends up being 3-0, the best hooper on the Notre Dame <laughs> football team during your time. <laughs> 
It's a legendary question. That is a very legendary question. <laughs> we have really I mean, a lot of time. I know I used to lock Malik up. <laughs> <laughs> I used to lock up. But we got to cut the interview off early, man. I used to lock up every. I used to lock up. Oh, CD. my goodness. You see this guy? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, if, if any of those names been been called, it's me. It's, it's me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I I, I don't know. Wow! Yeah. What's wow! Up? All right. Hey, oh, I don't. I don't that's know the first vote. That's the first vote we've had for anybody else outside Mike McGlinchey. <laughs> nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> was, hey, <laughs> hey, no, nah, McGlinchey was good though. McGlinchey was good. He definitely's good. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. The best Hooper though. That's wild. So hey, we had a lot of battles, man. A lot of battles at Notre Dame <laughs> football, man. Roush, oh, Roush. Hey, hey those are good times, bro. Good Tory times, bro. Like, hey, bro, Tory's making it seem like you can only go left, bro. Nah, Malik was going to the cup. That's what it was. Malik was going nah, to the bro. Cup. I, don't, I don't know who you was. I don't know who was guarding you, bro. I don't know who was guarding you, but I was clamped. That's it. We need a reunion basketball game. We just need to <laughs> football players hey, bro, pick, just to play hey, basketball. Pick it. Pick a game next year, bro. I'm coming, bro. We're gonna, we gonna, <laughs> yeah. we gonna have an annual fun. game every we're year. We're gonna run it. We're gonna run it, bro. <laughs> pick a game. Pick a game every year and we're just gonna show up and run it. All right, man. <laughs> Thanks for playing this or that. Thanks for joining us on the Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. We look forward to getting you back on the show sometime during the season. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Invite yes. me back, bro. I, I I'm ready for it. This is fun. All right, appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, no problem. Y'all have a good one. You too. Man, that was fun for Notre Dame. Why receive it? Oh man, you got exposed today, bro. Man, listen, look, Tory had Tory's nice now too. Let's not forget, Tory's a good hooper. We had a team that could have played the varsity basketball. We could have played tennis. That football team we had at Notre Dame in them years, we could have played the whole sports catalog and been champions. So. You know, it was some tough battles, like you said. Now, I definitely cooked him a couple times. He like he got some good defense, but I definitely cooked him a couple times. Oh, yo, we got some comments. Rex Mike said, hell yeah, JJ's fish. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but the fact that he bookmarked that Florida State game, which is a heartbreaker. Like, heartbreaker. I remember that game. I was literally at dinner for my mom's birthday. And you know how I would sneak away. I went, dude. I went to the bathroom the most I've ever gone to the bathroom. I didn't. I really wasn't going. I was going to the bar, <laughs> watching the game, like because that was an intense game the, oh, yeah. the whole way through. So I already know. And so then that Clemson game, of course, you know, yeah, heartbreaker. Two thousand fifteen might be the most talented team Notre Dame's had ever had. Yeah. From, a, from a one to watch, like you want to watch us not. You know, maybe not be the record. You know, we wasn't undefeated in the regular season, but from a wanna watch team, we definitely was the most exciting. And you got you never got to see the full capacity of the team. Never because in the first two weeks, you and Torian went down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now you got CJ playing out of position. Like if you had, yeah, if you CJ wouldn't able, even have been CJ. in the league damn near because we would yes. have never known to put him at running back. Yeah, because we had Josh and Dex, and then we had put CJ over them. Right, and it just 
it's crazy how life works, man, but you know.